This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, one and all, friends and foe, to the latest edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. On today's podcast, we look at the controversy surrounding Joe Flacco reverting back to the practice squad. We look at how things may change for this Sunday's game with Trevor Lawrence getting hurt on Monday Night Football and his status unknown as of now. Plus, for the first time since going to Bet Rivers, we are answering your questions. Last night I tweeted for fan questions. I said you could ask me about anything, and some people have asked some pretty interesting questions. That's all coming up on the latest edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. So let's start with something that got everybody all worked up about yesterday. Yesterday, uh, when Kevin Stefanski spoke following the Browns latest loss, uh, he mentioned that the quarterback one for this week has not been decided yet, whether that's true or not, who knows? Kevin Stefanski plays everything close to the vest. That can be frustrating. I tell you, every time I hear Mike Tomlin in a press conference, uh, it always makes you think, man, can't Kevin Stefanski be like that? But no, that's just not his nature, right? Kevin Stefanski, doesn't give you anything. Mike Tomlin, doesn't. he doesn't care. I mean, I, I understand Mike Tomlin's got way better job security than Kevin Stefanski does. But Mike Tom- Tomlin says pretty much whatever he wants. And it's not in a, in a rude way. Like, he he never really uh, acts like a jerk to the media. He's usually pretty nice. And he gives people answers, which you want. Um, not, not always, but most of the time. Kevin Stefanski does things his own way. It is what it is. But I take everything he says with a grain of salt. Uh, I think I'd be very surprised if he hasn't already decided that Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback for this week. Um, But him reverting back to the practice squad, it's really not a big deal. Teams can't just grab him off the practice squad. If another team wanted to take him, he'd have to be okay with that. And obviously they have an agreement here. He can be elevated up to three times before you have to put him on the roster. So at this point, this is just some roster gymnastics at the moment. Um, I don't even think it's about paying him less because he, they worked out a deal, whatever they worked out and he's going to get paid that Uh, who knows the exact reason why they're waiting to put him full time on the roster, you know, but it doesn't matter. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Joe Flacco is staying here. And, I would say is very likely to be the starting quarterback again this week. First of all, DTR as of Tuesday morning had not even cleared the concussion protocol. So he's been in concussion protocol at this point for nine days. So I, who knows, you know, just cause some, you know, most players will be able to play the second week off a of concussion, but it's not a short thing. We've seen Marquise Goodwin Browns wide receiver who's been out for over a month with a concussion. So uh, I don't think anything's a guarantee, 
But even if DTR is cleared at this point, and we'll we'll have our best idea of that by by Wednesday, because the Browns will get back to practice for the first time in Berea in a couple of weeks. Uh, and, it, you know, we'll see by then. We should have a feel of whether DTR is cleared. But even if he is, I would suspect Joe Flacco would play. And I get it. Last week, I was saying I'm sticking with DTR. And I don't know. I don't. I still don't believe Joe Flacco's got that much left in the tank. He's shown over the past few years he's got a couple of games in him, and that's it. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point DTR is back to being the starting quarterback. However, I clearly Joe Flacco played well enough last week and showed that veteran presence, leadership, his ability to play action pass. It's a skill right there. Uh, the ability to pull off that fake consistently, keep the, the defense held at least for a second. Uh, there was so much of that that even with the terrible pick late in the game, obviously it makes a lot of sense to stick with Joe Flacco at quarterback. That's what they're going to do. As for who the opposing quarterback will be when the Jacksonville Jaguars come to Cleveland, well, that just got very interesting because in case you missed it last night, uh, in the Monday Night Football game, a great game that saw the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Jaguars 34-31 in overtime. But the big story there from a Browns perspective is that late in this game, late in the fourth quarter, uh, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. He hurt his ankle. Initially, it's been ruled as a sprained ankle, but uh, he's going for an MRI today. Even if it's only sprained, the fact that it was so severe that he could barely walk, I'd be stunned if he plays this week. Now, crazier things have happened. We saw Patrick Mahomes uh, in, in the playoffs last year leave a, leave a game with an injury. Uh, and then come back, and then he played the next week against the Bengals, and you know he was he wasn't at his peak, but he played well enough to, for them to win. Uh, and so we'll see with Trevor Lawrence. But uh, based on the initial reports and based on the way he left the field yesterday, I would be shocked if the Browns won. At the moment, at the Bet River Sportsbook, the game is off the board because you don't know what the you know the status of Lawrence is going to be. Um, the Browns had opened as a, th I think, a three-and-a-half-point dog. I can't remember now because it's off the board, so I can't see it. But uh, I, they, I believe they opened as a three-and-a-half-point dog in this game, and now, you know, that's certainly changed. Um, as we head into week number 14, you look at the standings in the AFC. There, There's it, – it, it's, it's a little confusing right now because uh, – it, on on ESPN.com, it lists the Browns as the sixth seed, and at NFL.com, it lists the Browns as the seventh seed. Let, let, let me, I'll double check the NFL one because I haven't double checked that one in the morning. But as of last night, it, it still said the Browns were the seventh seed, uh, which she doesn't. Yeah, they've got. I don't know. So I don't. The NFL has it as the Browns as the seventh seed. ESPN's listing them as the sixth seed. I'll go with the NFL on this. Even though the Browns beat the Colts because it's a four-way tiebreaker, things get a little tricky. Either way, obviously the Browns are a playoff team right now, but things are really clogged up there. And I was going through my permutations yesterday. I was doing the the schedule game, and uh, we're going to talk about this <coughs> more today on UCS, uh, UCSS as well. But uh, I do have the Browns still making the playoffs. And if, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, that, that's huge. I, I was leaning towards picking the Jaguars this week with Trevor Lawrence. It was a healthy Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I was probably going to pick the Jaguars this week without him. 
I'm leaning back towards the Browns. Now, C.J. Beathard, in the little bit he played for Trevor Lawrence last night, did okay, but he's he's not. I mean, <laughs> he's not Trevor Lawrence. So that's going to make a big difference. I think the Browns will go from a three-and-a-half-point dog to probably a pick maybe even the Browns a small favorite uh, because the drop-off is there. But things are, re- you know, you got the Steelers at 7-5. and five. They're without Kenny Pickett. We know the Browns' injury situation. Indianapolis is 7-5. and five. Uh, the way, and, but they're playing the Bengals next week, and obviously Jake Browning played extremely well last night. So it feels like the Bengals are not done at six and six. Now they they probably have to win out, and they probably won't do that. But the Bengals could be a pain in the neck for some teams if Jake Browning continues to play that well. And they've got you know a lot of playoff contenders on their schedule. In fact, the Bengals only play playoff contenders four in the AFC: the Colts, the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the Browns. And they play the Vikings in the NFC. So the Bengals uh, who will not make the playoffs because of tiebreaker situations, um, unless they somehow which went out, which I find un- very, very unlikely, uh, could play a role, certainly a spoiler. Houston at seven and five. I think Houston, of all the teams <clears throat> right now that are seven and five or six and six, and there are one, two, three, four teams that are seven and five and three teams that are six and six. Even though right now Houston doesn't have the tiebreaker against Pittsburgh, Cleveland, or Indianapolis, I think the Texans are actually in the best spot because if you look at their schedule, their two toughest their their toughest game is the Browns probably, and that's at home for them. Then they go to the Colts the last week of the season. Their other three games are they got two games with the Titans and one with the Jets. I mean, the Texans are in great shape to get to 10, and I think they're probably going to – they have a chance to win out. They do. I'll be very surprised if they don't win at least 10. The Texans are going to the playoffs. I think the Browns are going, especially with the Trevor Lawrence injury, and I think that last spot is up for grabs. I think the Steelers are going to struggle, even though their schedule is not that tough. Um, Denver you know, Denver and Cincinnati and Buffalo, probably have, those teams all probably have to win out or at least win four. But they may have to win out, so it's going to be tough. Uh, the Colts may sneak in with the seventh spot. We'll, we'll see. It's going to be interesting, those last couple of spots in the AFC. Obviously, we're hoping to get more injury updates on the Browns uh, tomorrow as well. If they could get Denzel Ward this back this week, that would be massive. Uh, he's missed two games in a row. Hopefully, Miles Garrett can progress. He was a non-factor as, as nothing a game as he's ever played. Obviously, the injury and a factor there, but you're on the field. You got to be. You got to perform. I, I, I've said this once. I'll say it a million times. I don't care who the player is. If you're on the field, you're expected to perform. There's no excuses. It's part of the equation. It's not an excuse. He's got to play better if he's on the field. If he can't play better than that, he shouldn't play. It's that simple. I, I love Miles Garrett. He's tough as nails. But if he can't help the team, he can't play. But they need him, and they need you know they need a healthy him. And they need him playing well, and they need Denzel Ward back. Offensively, we'll see what what Cooper's status is on Wednesday. That's pretty big. And um, everybody else, we kind of know what their status is at this point. But we'll be looking really at Denzel Ward and Amari Cooper more than anybody else. All right. Last night, I tweeted and asked for everybody to send send me questions. I said it could be about sports or it could be about anything. So I'm willing to answer every question. I think I looked most of them over unless a few have popped up this morning that I didn't get to see. So I'm going to go through the questions in order that I got them and I'll try to give you my best possible answer. 
and I'll do it for a little bit. And if we run out of time or whatever, I'll, I'll ask, I'll answer as many as we can. Um, okay, here we go. Brownies tweets. Uh, at Z underscore Klee sports. What is your favorite and least favorite thing about having a dog? Uh, the, the only thing that's annoying about having a dog is, is having to walk him when it's, you know, 10 degrees out. That's really the only annoying. And when he, when, when, when he see, when we're walking him and he sees another dog, he goes nuts. We're training him to work on that. It's gotten better, but that could be a pain in the neck. But, uh, the best thing about having a dog is just like kind of petting him and, you know, hugging the dog, cuddling with the dog. It's fun. It's part of the family. I love having a dog. Uh, do you officiate weddings and how much does it cost? I Well, I have officiated a wedding. I interv- uh, officiated uh, my buddy Jonathan Peterlin's wedding from 92.3 The Fan. He and his wife, Elise. Uh, I'm going to say that I killed it. Everybody said I killed it. I think I did a great job. I charged them nothing because they are friends. Uh, if if somebody that I don't know wanted me to officiate a wedding, I am legally allowed to officiate weddings. I would consider it. I can't tell you on the air how much it would cost. I hadn't really even thought about that. Uh, I, I shouldn't say I've never thought about it. I have thought about it, but uh, I hadn't really come up with an answer. So I guess it would depend on the individual and what you were looking to me for me to do at this wedding. I put a lot of time and effort into my speech for Jonathan and Elise's wedding. So it was a lot of work. Speaking of 92.3 The Fan, Tim tweets, did you have any bad blood with anyone at 92.3 The Fan? No names needed. Spicy question. That's uh, from Tim Visculis. At Tim Visculis. Uh, did I have any bad blood with anybody at 92.3 The Fan? Uh, I, I'm going to say no. You know, you work with people. I worked with a lot of people there for a long time. We worked together from, you know, for 12 years. Uh, well, not 12, not 12 years, but um, 11 years. And uh, you, you're going to have moments. I, I got the arguments with people here and there, but I would not say I had bad blood in the end with anybody there. Uh, there's people I'm closer with than others. There's there's guys that I'm friends with, some guys that I, but I keep in touch, at least on some level with almost everybody I worked with there, especially Dustin and Jonathan, you know, more than anybody else. Uh, but, uh, but no, no, I don't have any bad blood. I, I thought about it because eh, I, I could, it's close with one or two people, but, but no. And by the way, not Ken Carmen. I know there's a lot of people think Ken and I had bad blood. We don't, we busted each other's, you know, what's all the time. We went at it. It was a healthy situation. Um, and I respect Ken and I, we don't have any bad blood. I, I'll tell you that. Cause I'm sure a lot of people thought that would be somebody I would say. But it's not. The people I was thinking about that maybe are it's not again. He wasn't one of the people I was thinking about. Uh, the Scarlet Witch of Sports asked. We will get to some sports questions in a minute. But um, the Scarlet Witch of Sports says, can you find me a date for Christmas in Chicago? I just want someone to go to the Chris, the Christ Kindle market with maybe a pop up bar. I'm sorry, Scarlet Witch. I have no I. Uh, I don't know if you're looking for a man or a woman. I have no idea. I don't know many people in Chicago. All the people I know in Chicago are married, so I cannot help you there. I apologize. John tweets, John Turner at John T187827 says, what move do the Guardians make this winter? Give me your starting lineup and rotation for 2024. You know, I don't want to do that, but I will. Uh, Let me tell you something. I, I am so frustrated my man, Zach Meisel of The Athletic, put out a, a, an article yesterday talking about how 
uh, with the Guardians uh, TV situation. We all know we don't even know if they're going to get paid as part of their TV deal with the whole bankruptcy situation that they're not going to raise the payroll at all. This is an absolute disgrace. It's a disgrace by Major League Baseball that we have this big a disparity in payroll. We've always had a disparity, but it's too big now. It's ridiculous. Uh, and if the if the Dolans, if the if the Dolans cannot afford to have a higher payroll, it, any team that cannot afford a payroll of at least minimum of one hundred twenty five million minimum should be forced to sell their team. The Dolans should be forced out in Cleveland. I the, the only positive thing I have to say about them is they hire people and they've hired good people and they let them do their job. That's not enough. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of defending them for that. The Dolans suck. The family sucks. They're cheap. They're not spending again. I don't want to hear about these stupid TV contracts. Bring in some freaking players. So the lineup's going to be the same because they're not going to add anybody significantly. Zach already talked about it. They're not going to bring in Solaire. They're not going to bring in Teoscar Hernandez. They're not going to bring in Gurriel. Those guys are all perfect fits for this team, but it's not going to happen. They're going to go cheap again. Wouldn't shock me if Miles freaking straws in the lineup again. They're going to have no power. And they, you know, it, it's just really frustrating. So I think Ramon Laureano, who they basically picked up on waivers last year, is going to end up playing right field. They'll stick with Quan and left and Straw and center. Maybe if we get lucky, they'll move Quan to center and uh, pick up a left fielder, but it's going to be a cheaper guy. I think Kyle Manzardo, who they got in the Aaron Savali trade, will start, maybe start to see, he should start the season in the majors after the Arizona Fall League he had, as long as he has a decent spring. But maybe they'll be cheap and try to keep his clock from starting and they'll start him in the minors. I, I can't, I don't can't, when it comes to spending any money, I don't trust him at all. But he will eventually be the first baseman. Naylor will DH. They'll have Jimenez at second. At shortstop, either Arias or Rocchio. Maybe they split time. I'm not impressed with either guy. They've done nothing. Obviously, Jose at third. And Bo Naylor, you know, I'm excited about Bo Naylor at catcher. But I don't expect them to make any moves of significance. Nothing. They might. I don't think they're going to trade Bieber, even though there's rumors. But if they get a good enough offer, they might. They might even trade Classe. They signed Scott Barlow. He's been a closer in the past. Uh, Classe could get them a big return. I wouldn't be. They may use. They may use Classe to get that power hitting outfielder. I think that's possible. I can live with that if they think Scott Barlow can close and they do have a good bullpen overall. And Classe wasn't as good last year. He wasn't. He was. A, he had a lot of saves, but he blew a lot of saves because the Guardians were in a ton of close games. So I'm really frustrated by the whole organization. The owners stink. We have just terrible owners in this town. We really do. We're very uh, the, the Dolans are a disgrace. Uh, I, the owners stink. It's really frustrating. So sorry. I, I wish I could give you uh, something better than that, but. There's nothing I can't I don't expect them to make any significant moves. I think that's the one thing they could do is trade class A uh for for that power hitter they need. All right, I gotta go rapid fire. Uh Meows at Meows 330s treats favorite sports memory on air in Cleveland. One of my favorites more recently, one of my last uh uh day last month on the radio when when Deshaun Watson got traded to the Browns, I was going bananas. Now two years later, I'm like, eh. I'm not that excited anymore. 
uh, on the Ultimate Cleveland Sh- Sports Show, and I threw up on air. That was a, a funny moment. <laughs> I didn't feel I didn't, it didn't feel funny at the time. There's been some great arguments there. When uh, LeBron came back, that was a funny moment. When Kevin, when the Browns, uh, the Cavs traded for Kevin Love. When the Browns traded for Odell Beckham Jr. When the Browns won their playoff game, uh, the all the Cavs champion. There was so many great moments. Cavs championship, Guardians or uh, Indians at the time in the World Series. Uh, fourth, a love. I, I can't even pronounce this name. Uh, Kevin Stefanski. What do you think about his situational awareness? Uh, Kevin Stefanski is a very good coach. His situational awareness is fine. Nobody's given me any stats in that in that range to uh, back up that he's some terrible, uh, situationally unaware coach. Uh, Matthew O'Brien, regional food preference: uh, Carolina barbecue, Italian beef sandwich, or seafood chipino. Uh, oof. I don't. I'm more of a Midwestern barbecue, so I'll rule that out. I would go with chipino. I do love chipino. Uh, All right, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I don't know. I'm seeing some more tweets, but we're running out of time. All right, thanks to everybody for sending you questions. We'll do this again another time. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening. Please hit the subscribe button, uh, and you'll get alerts whenever I'm putting out a new podcast. Uh, Thanks to Brian Monzo, as always, for producing. We'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. Oh, I almost forgot to tell you some very important news. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. That's it for me today. We'll see you next time in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. 